Carla Perry, thank you so much for joining me. Little pleasure, Kate Magic. So I'm going to set the scene a little bit. We are old friends, although we hadn't probably been in contact for over a decade, right? And I was so happy when you reached out because you were doing uh, a day, Day of Divine Feminine, called, I think, Rise of Divine Feminine, Bringing in New Earth. And uh, Divine Feminine is something that has really been taking up a lot of my awareness and a lot of my, um, yeah, what I feel like is, is the transmission that I want to be sharing a lot of at the moment. And really when everything happened last year, I really saw it in that context of Divine Feminine and us being invited to step more into those frequencies of surrender and allowing and being close to nature and looking after our loved ones and all things to me that, that embody Divine Feminine. So I saw it very much as, as an opportunity last year to really get more into balance mm -hmm. and thinking a lot about that and how can I put that information out because part of divine feminine right is not feeling like we have to fix everything and not feeling like we have to tell everyone everything so how could i how could i share that energy in in a way that was aligned with you know the the message that i'm trying to put out and so the, earlier this year i had the idea of doing this series of interviews rise of divine feminine with women to me who embody divine feminine and I felt to launch it on June 21st. And so when you reached out and like, you're doing Day of Divine Feminine on June 21st, I was like, yay, this is it. This is Divine Feminine rising and we are bringing in new earth. And that's something I really want to talk about with you because I really feel like new earth is already here. For those of us who have eyes to see, it's, it's already here. And so the people that I'm uh, speaking with in this interview series, I feel like people who are already we're bringing in new earth we're already living in that frequency and then we create an invitation for others to join us so to start with maybe you want to introduce your work a little bit first of all i just want to <laughs> and receive everything that you've said first of all it's like you know when you watch petals land off a tree it's like this all your words is letting them sink in and yeah, of course, I, I was really happy to have you there, Kate, for the Day of the Divine Feminine. It was an extraordinary day, energetically. Um, we definitely were nudged from the same place to create on that day, because it was very loud and clear to me it needed to be that day, and I dropped everything else so that that could happen. So we're both, you know, riding that stream of awareness and feeling from the heart, definitely. And um and it was actually a, a friend of mine in France called Florence who follows you and had recently bought your book. And Flo, you probably know she makes raw chocolate as well down in the Pyrenees. And she was like, you've got to have Kate. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because obviously we hadn't seen each other since, you know, 2006 or something, 2007. Um, so it was a total bliss, joy for me to experience that day with you and share that day. So I just want to thank you for that. And just if I could reach my arms all the way to London and hug you, I definitely would. Uh, and thank you for inviting me to your Divine Feminine as well, for us to have this opportunity to share again. It's, it really means a lot to me. I'm super touched to be reconnected with you and also to be sharing this vibe with you, sharing this time with you, sharing the birthing of the new earth, sharing this message. 
with you. I'm really, really touched and moved. And I just want to say, talking of birthing new earth, that today is my birthing anniversary of my son, who's 20. My firstborn is 21 today, and his name is Darshan. And I literally experienced Darshan. I was in total bliss when I birthed him 21 years ago. So it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of all collided together. Anyway, so, um, yeah, my name is Tara Love Perry. Um, and I, through a, a journey that Kate and I were just catching up on, went from being a very disembodied spirit looking to make earth a place that was more loving more wholesome more nurturing more real more community and family orientated more new earth actually and um, spent a lot of time trying to create that through eco villages and all these other wonderful you know homeschooling and all these cool cool things and that took me on a completely different path my the journey to what I do now happened because I was psychic, I was soul reading, and I was learning direct from the books of the Akashic Record, which is humans. Like we are the books in the records. We are that living library of information. So I was reading people's stories, people's soul stories and connecting into the Akashic and getting that knowledge being downloaded and transmitted through me and putting the pieces together to understand that the foundation of everything on this earth is unconditional love, is the love of the mother, is the love of creator source. Whatever term you want to use for that, it has no gender. Love has no gender. It has no agenda either. It's unconditional and it's a supreme being. It's a supreme consciousness that is and wants to be recognized and realized and communicated and expressed and actualized into this human form. That's the journey that Earth has been taking since she's been born. And so here, here I end up becoming this transmitter or this messenger and trying to educate people in that what you're really searching for, what you really need, your, your baseline motivation for everything in your life is not that you need a nicer home or you need more money or you need more status or you need more likes or you need more power or you need more whatever fill in the blank it's actually your motivation is to be unconditionally loved that underlies everything and then i realized kate like we don't know how to do this people do not we think we understand what love is or we think unconditional love but doing it living it is a whole another matter and and to be able to not get our need for unconditional love met from trying to get it from others and really manipulating our way if we're honest manipulating our way to getting that love because everybody does it subconsciously or unconsciously and actually just to drop that whole game drop that whole story the pretense and to come back to the source of love that is you that is within beats in your heart comes in your breath and learn and humble and learn and receive the love that you are and fall in love with that which you are and have self-love and love all parts of yourself, your human nature, your divine nature, everything. And that is the redemption, that is the saving, that's the way home, that is why we're here. And so, yeah, then <laughs> the journey started and I started learning from what I was being taught and uh, started sharing it 
And I find myself in this position 20 years later, um, being, being quite a, a trooper, a, a, ch a chief, a, a cheerleader for, for self-love on this planet, because to me, it's fundamental. Wow, we're only, what, five or 10 minutes in, but you just like, <laughs> you just took us there already. <laughs> Don't beat around the bush. Just <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, Tara, what does Divine Feminine mean to you? I mean, just feeling it in myself, Divine Feminine really has no meaning. It's a feeling. There's nothing you could, I could, you could, we could put words on it, right? It could be your beauty. Okay, and you are emanating the beauty of the divine feminine and you always did, you know, and you're just talking there in the beginning that you're now sharing this message of divine feminine. To me, you always were. And it's something that it's, it's the mother, it's the love, it's that unconditional feminine feeling of love that just communicates within us. And we birth children, yes, we birth ideas, we birth creativity, we birth ourselves in that energy of the divine feminine. All of nature is created in divine feminine, every single bit of it, with the support of the masculine because it doesn't stand alone, right? It, there is structure in the chaos, in everything. There's light codes from the divine masculine spirit, the sun, in all of nature's creation. She's the embellishment, if you like, around the structure. She's the wild roses on the trellis of, of the divine masculine. So the two exist, coexist together in absolute harmony and they're inseparable. But at the same time, that signature of the divine feminine, it's, it's strength in super sublime gentleness. It's total transparency and honesty with a fierceness that's behind it. You know, it's the subtle and yet it's the damn right profound in your face. You can't ignore this. It's, it's kind of all of that. I don't know if, that, <laughs> I don't know if that's what you meant, but um, and for us as women, learning how to be in that divine feminine means letting go of everything. And, I, and as I was listening to you, Kate, I was thinking back to how I used to know you and you were the, running the business, you were running this big house, you had people living there and lodges and, and employees and kids, and you were managing so much, you were a big part of the community, you played a big role in the community in Brighton there for a while, and as I'm sure you do in London, you did everything, you burn out. And I was doing the same thing, trying to do everything. And I feel like that was still divine feminine. And yet to know the truth of something, to really know the true expression, not the distorted or trying expression, we have to also experience that which is not the true expression, that which we're really not built for, that which we're not designed for. And I feel like you and I and many of our sisters have been playing out the old paradigm of the woman takes responsibility and does everything, puts herself last and burns out. Mm -hmm. And that's called giving and loving and it's self-sacrifice. And that's the old paradigm. That's what we've been taught. And it's not the truth at all. But I feel like that's part of the initiation is to wake up from that and realize that which you and I have both done as, along with many other of our sisters 
And again, no, it's about total surrender. It's about being in the bliss state. It's about manifestation and creation through the expression of unconditional love. Mm. And that's fierce and potent mm. and sublime at the same time. <laughs> maybe, maybe let's get into that because through my work with World Foods, I kind of realized that people can change their diet and they can change their lifestyle. But there was still this big piece missing. And then I started doing the Empowered Women work, which is looking at hormones and female hormones. And realizing that really that's the hardest thing for women to do because we're so used to putting ourselves at the bottom of the list yes. and to start putting ourselves at the top of the list like to make that reversal is so hard mm -hmm. well for everyone but for women especially as you just so beautifully described to do so can you share with us in your work how do you actually help people do that like what are the tools that you, you share with people? yeah i'd love to well first of all to anyone that even contemplates doing that or is, is going to take that journey, I think it takes a heart of great courage. And I massively like applaud and just to anyone who chooses to do that because it's not the easy path to go against the grain. Because the whole stream is going this way and we're kind of going, okay, no, this is not right doesn't matter if everyone else in the world and your mother and everybody else's mother is doing it it's not right and it takes a great deal of sort of self-awareness or self-conviction or even just enough pain which is what happened to me is enough pain to go this is not the way something else has to happen here and it can feel selfish there can be anger in the beginning of like well you know up yours everybody um <laughs> I'm going to do it for myself and learn how to do it. And it's not selfish. So I just want to say it's not selfish to do that. It might come initially from that place of, you know, anger or I've had enough. Um, I deserve and all that kind of distortion. But ultimately, it can come from a place of, hold on a minute. Would I be willing to love myself enough as I love others or even better? Because as I love others is actually really conditional. As I love others is actually really martyring and sacrificial, generally, if we really be honest about it, right? Is that love? No, if, if we're hurting ourselves. So would we be willing to love, ask yourself this question, would I be willing to love myself enough? Really love, as love loves me and let go of all those conditions around my heart, all those conditions around my motivations or what I think is the right way. And that's a lot of letting go. And that takes a lot of humility. It takes grace and it takes a commitment. So first of all, I think just committing to love and saying, okay, no matter what, I'll step into love as if you could just step into a spotlight or something of love and say, okay, take everything from me. That's not, that's not really love. And the pain only comes when we're afraid of letting go of something and we don't want to let go of something. Cause if you just let go, it's not painful, but the pain comes where we're like, Oh, I'm attached to that. <laughs> and so I have a method that as I described came through, which helps immensely. I would say it's a hundred percent effective when done um, 
and it's a really simple seven step method to unconditional self-love and it it undoes the conditioning it heals the wounds the core wounds the trauma the fractures in the soul and the psyche it kind of makes whole our emotional body again and our spiritual body so it works on so many different levels and it also makes you realize that you know you can't love yourself if you don't know who you are because what are you loving who are you loving so this method also really takes people to that edge of self-realization and then invites you to step into it and not everybody does I have to say a lot of people get too scared to really see who they are even though it's unconditional love because we project our shadows our fears our worst nightmares onto that which we think we are but that's just because it's not yet been seen it's been hidden for such a long time our imagination goes crazy um so yeah there's a method there's a, a really simple seven step method and if you want me to share that, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> Is well, maybe just direct people where will they find your work? Um, to my website, taraloveperry.com. And I have a, do have a website called iloveyoume.love, but it's under renovations at the moment, and there'll be a new website coming out soon with an app and everything. But I have a whole bunch of, you know, I have a book and and a bunch of courses, and I actually train practitioners. I've been doing training practitioners in this for years now. And there's a bunch of people out there in the world called self-love coaches using the I love you me method. And these are psychiatrists and psychologists and, you know, Reiki people and all, all manner of people that are, have realized what you realized, Kate, and said, you know, what I've got is really good and it matters. However, there's a missing piece and that missing piece is self-love. And so for anybody else that's interested in that, like learning this as a, as a, you know, as a, I don't want to say string to your boat, but you know what I mean? Like a, that that missing piece of self-love. Yeah. The, to your multidimensional self. <laughs> exactly. And to, so I do have a practitioner training as well that um, people can learn about and become a self-love coach. And uh, that's going to relaunch in September, actually. And I'll, I'll probably come back and talk to you about that another time. But that that's um, not yet available, but very soon. But if people are interested, just send me an email, go to my website and send me an email because that relaunches then and I'm super excited about that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when I was thinking about Divine Feminine and to me the people who embody Divine Feminine and what that really meant, I realised that there's two things really. It's very embodied and it's very physical. It's a very sensual thing, I think, and it is very much about the earth and relationships and food and like all the all the organic nature of life. But then through that, we also connect to the cosmos and everyone who I was interested in conversations with mm -hmm. has a very real and present and transparent communication with the non-physical. So I would love if we could get into that a bit, like, have you always had that contact with the non-physical? Is it something you had since the child? And how, how, does, it, how does it show up in your life? Mm, I did always have that from day one. Um, but for me, it was coming down to the earth. I couldn't, I couldn't relate to anything called a mother earth. I couldn't relate to mother. M to me, mother wasn't a safe place. And I know that a lot of people relate to this, especially if we, people called star seeds. You know, we go, I don't know if it was the same for you, Kate, 
but for me I was just like I couldn't recognize this earth as a place where I was home and safe and I I literally would say I don't want my feet to touch the ground I don't want to touch down I don't want to put my feet into this messy cesspool of human stuff and the history that we have in this planet because I was so kind of spiritually connected and super super sensitive not realizing as well not having the validation of how sensitive i was until i got to my 30s so you know my world is i think that's normal and everybody's like this which of course they're not and so i would be experiencing or feeling tapping into the history that's on this planet which is how many years of war and betrayal and murder and bloodshed and darkness and suffering and you know horrible stuff that human beings have done to themselves and each other and it's like do I want to touch on that do I want to live here no I'm going to stay up here I'm going to stay up here in the nice spiritual realm and I was really born into that I was born into a spiritual community as you know I kind of died officially for two months before I was born you know that's when my spirit was like ah know if I want to come into body Mm, uh, let me get out now and then it was like no no you're not come on back in come back to life 11 months later I'm here um so I've had an interesting relationship with that journey between you know from spirit to earth if you like my spirit to anchoring into this body and it did take a lot of grieving it took a lot of love and a lot of lot of humility and surrender to let go of my preconditioned ideas and beliefs my painful experiences and my victimhood and you know all of that perpetration that's we all remember as the feminine we carry the collective memory of the perpetration of the feminine and the masculine you know it doesn't affect one without the other perpetration of human beings and devastation of the innocence the slaughter of children on this planet you know I was just there was a lot to move through and it does take a lot of love and self-forgiveness and and forgiveness of myself therefore only then I can forgive others once I've forgiven myself and uh, definitely just humility all the way just humble 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 let go let go let go trust 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 breathe and, the, and yeah, the breath has always been step one for me, like how to connect to that. And that's step one of the I love you me method is surrender. Reverse the trying and the doing and uh, trying to get somewhere with my idea, my concept of what I think the world needs from me or what I think I have to do. And instead receive and be breathed and be informed by my spirit it's complete role reversal like you said rather than i am being in service to service spirit. <laughs> spirits in service to me spirit serves through me as and it's just like a complete mind flip you know but what a relief ah oh. And birthing my first child 21 years ago, that was a major, 
I mean, he pushed himself out, Kate. He literally, I, I made sure I was at home. I actually went to Australia on the other side of the world to get away from everybody so I could just do it my way and be left alone and birthed him on a floor in a little flat in Brisbane. And it, I breathed my body into such a soft place. Hmm, just surrendering, surrendering, humming, surrendering, softening, deepening, letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go. And as I did, he was the active one, like a little frog, springboarding and pushing his little legs through the top of my uterus like a little frog. And then he pushed himself out all in one go. When I let go enough, all my fears, everything, just let go. He pushed himself out and uh, all in one go. And I, I was blissed out of my mind. And it, that experience, I was totally in the light, like properly in the light. There was no separation between my consciousness and the light consciousness. And the next thing I know, I've got this baby in my arms, just looking at me wide awake, no tears, nothing, just looking at me. And I was in surrender. So that that was my first step, I suppose, of really getting something important that the way, the way forward for me, the way to whatever you want to call it, new earth or self-realization, self-actualization, or the being in being the divine feminine was total surrender to let something else through whole and complete without me controlling any part of it not any part and allowing it being a receiver for something bigger than me to come through and be blessed and gifted this incredible joy of my child and everything else that then then came through with that so that was the big transforming transforming moment for me and um I, th I think that speaks to every everybody. That's, that surrender is really is really a key. It's a PowerPoint. I was thinking about it when you were speaking just now, and when we you were talking about letting go of attachments and letting go of fear, and and this is always the way with with everything that we're talking about is that we're kind of taught that if we don't do if we don't engage with the world in the way we're brought up to engage with it, then we'll be just left empty and there's nothing happening. But actually, the more you let go of the way that we were brought up to do things, mm. the more rich everything becomes, the more full. And there's just a, a, a level of intricacy and detail that just never stops revealing itself, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a never ending birth into more and more beauty right and more and more truth so it's we it's it's making like you were saying so beautifully it's making that first brave step but then you step into this world that is so um welcoming <laughs> and and just rich with opportunity right it's absolutely like that it, it's funny isn't it it's like explaining a, a foreign place to somebody when they don't understand it because you think but how and I remember two years ago, I was in abject fear. I knew that what I was doing, I was burning myself out. I was just like, I can't carry on like this. I'm done. This is not the way, but I'm terrified of letting go. And I ran the, the memories of every time I let go and I trust. Actually, I fall on my ass. I've been homeless three times with my children. I was terrified of letting go. I had no one else supporting me financially or anything. It's all on me. And I was terrified of just stopping even though I couldn't carry on. And I think it, for most of us, I think it comes to that point of that make or break point, you know, where you go, 
I'm in so much pain, I can't. And for some people, you know, it actually, that pain point is a loss of some kind or a, an accident of some kind or even a death, you know, it's that break point. But luckily we can do this whilst we're still alive and go, hold on, am I suffering enough to know that this isn't the way? And it, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a marker, it's a red flag, not the right way. If you're suffering and you're in pain and you're bereft and you're empty and you're drained and you're broke, that's not the right way. That's not what life wants for you. But trusting is a whole another game, isn't it? And being able to say, okay, I let go. And it was terrifying. And I remember feeling like I was falling in darkness for like about three weeks. Do you remember that Bill and Ted movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the first one that they did? It's, it's, it's just a comedy and it's really funny, but they fall into this dark black hole and they keep falling and they're like, ah, oh, okay. And now we're still here. And then like, and when they actually land, it's not that bad. They go, oh, okay, new place. <laughs> and they're all like animated like puppets. Like, and they're in a new place and everything's fine. And they continue their adventure and the adventure ends really well after that. You know, it's like a, I remembered that when I was going through it and I was in this dark void, like total void. And I, I wonder if you share as well, if you went there, okay, I'm sure you did. The total void where there's just nothing. And it's scary. And then you go, hold on, but I'm still breathing. <sighs> okay, this is the reality right here. Not what I think is going to happen out here, but here. <sighs> surrender, surrender, surrender. Like I said, the birthing of self inside, inside, allowing something bigger to come through, get out of the way. <sighs> like be like a tube, get out of the way. <laughs> And just, and allow something. And I remember when I felt like my feet ever so lightly just landed like a feather on the ground and I could feel the ground again. And I was like, ah, oh, there was another level below what I thought was terra firma. There was a whole another level. And we could go into, is that new earth? Is that inner earth? Is that, <laughs> what is that is it a new dimension all kinds of things who knows but it felt like going down in a lift in the darkness several stories down and then hitting a brand new place and going ah oh, this is what earth feels like this is the world I came and it is rich and abundant and I'm now humble enough and surrendered enough to receive it because before I was too full my hands were too full, my head was too full, my energy was too full. You know, so that emptying and going into the void is totally necessary to have your cup refilled with all the stuff that you want. And ever since I did that, my life has been one big graceful moment. It's like I have everything I ever dreamed of in my lap and I did nothing to get it except well, you did you went through the process and isn't that the point is that mm -hmm. the process is that is the embodiment process you just described it so it's going through these these dark spaces and pushing through them and finding the light and that is that is what we came to do so there's no like you said it's it's a brave thing to take on there's no like um shame or guilt or you know like oh, I must be a bad person it's like no this is this is the work and this is what takes us into that place of knowing ourselves as galactic beings as cosmic beings right yeah 
And I remember this, it's like it wasn't a new experience in a sense as I've been a midwife and midwife people through that experience, literally lifetime after lifetime, like that initiation from one state of self-actualization or, or identity into another. For me, that's old hat, I've been doing it forever. But it's a whole another thing, incarnating and doing it yourself again here now, because I think people like you and I, Kate, we remember we've done this before. This is not, we're not here as newbies. We're here because this is old hat to us and we know the ropes. And yes, we're, you know, to cut through or to, to pierce the light through the level of density, the mass collective consciousness of fear at this time is no mean feat. It's huge. And we come with experience. Maybe we, it's not all up here, but we know. You know in your body, you know in your heart. And if you're listening right now, you know it. As I say these words, you know. And so take faith and, and take the validation in that that you know and listen to it. Let it guide you because we've done this before. And here we are again. And joining forces, it's not a lone trip anymore. Like I I can pretty I right, I can probably feel for you as it was for me that this has been a lone trip again and again and again, lifetime after lifetime. It's been such a lonely journey, but now here we are and we find each other and we're collecting together and connecting and we're all on the same grid frequency, collaborating together and more and more consciously doing it now, like you and I are speaking now, it's even more conscious, it's becoming more connected, more conscious, stronger, this, this, this new grid is stronger and stronger by the day, isn't it? As people like go, yes, this is it. Um, because this is what's meant, meant to happen, this is destiny, we've always known it. It's, it's not like, it's not a trial run, it's not a guessing game, it's not will we make it or won't we, it's no, this is what we came to do and this is what we're doing and it is and we establish it and we have to go through that birthing process ourselves but sometimes it's hard to stop helping everybody else for a moment and say okay let me now go through mm. and, and take ourselves through that point and then do this, do a similar thing but from the other side <laughs> rather than a I go that way through the portal it's like no i'll receive you this way through the portal like welcome to the new world here it is <laughs> does that make sense to you it makes total sense to me <laughs> so i really want to get into this thing of guides though just before when we were chatting we were talking about discernment and the non-physical world needing as many levels of discernment as the physical world does so for you when your guides are speaking to you do you like how 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 is that and how do you know who's coming through and mm. people that are listening that this might be a new understanding to them because you know you can speak more on this is that I believe everyone has guides it's just the level to which we're consciously listening to them um, so how would people start learning to really um, communicate with them? I want to say something that I might regret later, and it might be very controversial to say this. So please forgive me in advance, but my true feeling is, I wouldn't call it guides. I think it, that's, the, the language that we use can imply something. And I think when we talk about connecting to our guides and our gu I was guided to do this 
my higher self told me to do this, or we've created a separation right there and then. Somebody else, some other consciousness, which I am not recognizing as myself, is telling me to do something and therefore I'm going to do it, which means I'm not really taking responsibility for my own choices and actions other than that I'm going to do as I'm told from some higher authority. I've given something, a higher authority over me to tell me what to do. And then I'm saying, well, it wasn't me. It was my guys told me. You see, it's like a disassociation from the responsibility of our actions or, or anything that comes from that. And I know that that's not probably what people intend to do, but that's what I see happening again and again and again. And having gone through the experiences I've gone through, and yes, I've channeled, yes, I've connected to all kinds of ascended beings and light beings from all kinds of different dimensions. I've sat in circle of like hundreds and hundreds of different light beings and been the anchor point into the human world for those, for that energy for that healing i've done all kinds of stuff i love you me method i was collaborating with archangel michael for two years when we created this <laughs> right so i'm not going to say okay none of that's real yes it is real uh, and yet it also isn't it's like anybody can dress up you know in a halloween costume anyone can put on a robe and grow a beard and look like jesus apparently what jesus looks like you know um there's as much as you were, as we were saying before, criminal activity, <laughs> fraudulent activity in the spiritual world as there is on, on the earth. And I would say it's like for like match, Kate, mm. as above, so below. Mm. Um, there's a lot of misrepresentation. There's a lot of mask wearing in the spiritual realm and of those people channeling and working with the spiritual realm as well. There's a lot of fakeness. Um, let me say, let me not say fakeness. Let me say distortion from unconditional love or source. Right? Different varieties, different different. I think it's off key, personally. It's off key vibration. So how do we discern? And really your heart is, is your compass. How easily it is to breathe with something is your compass. How it makes you feel in the body is your compass, right? It's very here. And we are not separate. So when I was connecting with my angels or the, the angel realm, they were like, you call us they, Tara, but we are you. <laughs> and we say, I say they, because it gives me a point of relationship to an aspect of me. And we need that point of relationship. We need to create a duality in order to have a relationship. And that's why duality exists, so that we can have a relationship and know who we are. And it's beautiful. But to understand really what that means, that the angels are not separate from me. My angel field that we all have, we all have an angelic field or vibrational field that has several frequencies of what we would call angelic, quite a lot of bandwidth of angelic frequency. As you can see, I'm flapping my wings. <laughs> I'm just feeling, I'm feeling it in my own energy field. Right? There's, my, there's my bandwidth. Like, <clears throat> and um, like fifth to ninth, 
<laughs> oh, yeah, there's a higher frequencies, but we call that something else. But angelic is about that. You know, the, the beings that exist in that realm, yes, they're, they're their own beings. There's still a degree of separation. It's very slight, like you would see a, a spirit or a ghost or a fairy or, and you know, they're still separate. There's still a definition, but less so than we are, less dense. And that, that separation is a gift to give us a sense of self, to give us an experience of source being one person. It's incredible. But also we know that my angelic body and my angelic field is your angelic field. And we, co we connect there. We live there. We reside together there. And so all these angels are me. And all these angels are you. That's that's the frequency of love is non-separation. That's the angelic frequency. So anything that comes through that is appearing separate or authoritative over you, even if you're going to call it your higher self, but you're going, oh, or you know, or you're getting an instruction from the angels that make it, and, and I've received these. Oh, the angels told me I'll do it. And then I'm like, what the fuck did I do that for? That didn't work out well. Was that really the angels? <laughs> like, have that discernment and go, hmm, whatever I choose to do or think or feel or believe is my choice, no matter what the influence may or may not be, and to own the responsibility for that, I am my guide. My heart is my guide. My breath is my guide. That's my compass. Nothing else external from me, not the sun, not the moon, not God, not nothing has an authority over me. Because if it, if it feigns to do so, then it's not the truth. Because love doesn't do that. Love doesn't say, do as I say, you know, or follow me or worship me. It just, it doesn't need it. That was a, that was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> Amazing. I've got intense feelings about that case. <laughs> no, because it's bullshit and people get tricked and we all get tricked. Yeah. How I see it is the universe is holographic in nature. So within everything, the whole is within everything ad infinitum. So if you can start to try and understand that and think about it, everything is everything is everything. It's just, that's how it is, right? <laughs> And it's one thing to understand that here. And as you well know, it's another thing to actually swallow it, digest it, let it take its space, let it move in, and then start to respond from that place. It's totally different to actually take that medicine and then be effective from that place. But then also it's really simple because it is just about you know, as you said, you start with the breath and you be in your body and then you're present and then everything comes from that. So our minds want to make it complicated. It's actually really simple to be love and to be everything. <laughs> it is so simple that we miss it and we make it complicated. It's almost like we can't handle that level of simplicity, mm. isn't it? can't yeah. handle that much harmony and bliss so let's just do something to ripple it up again <laughs> now I think that's an actual thing Kate like we're joking about it and it's really cute when you think about it like that it's like oh but actually I know that it's terrifying for human beings 
to actually drop in and be loved and recognize that they are love and to love themselves, whichever which way round you put it, you know, with the, with the grammar, the syntax, it's like just loving yourself and being loved is the greatest feat and the greatest challenge ever for human beings because we haven't done it yet. Right. And we've been on this planet how long? And I was actually interviewing a guy last week and he reckons we've been here for 73 billion years. He thinks human humans, because he he died and came back in. And so he's tapped in to what we keep calling the Akashic. And that was his information. So I don't know if people want to believe that or not, but it's quite an interesting perspective that he had that we're 73 billion years in the making of a human being. And so if that's true, we've been around an incredibly long time to not ever yet have embodied and been the love that we are because it's such a big deal. It's huge to, to be this dense and this separation identity and uh, simultaneously to be the unconditional love. That's quite a feat of engineering from the universe. Well, that brings us really beautifully into where we are now because I see this as the most exciting time to be alive ever and such a great time to be alive, which could be a controversial opinion in some. I agree with you. <laughs> but tell us, what does New Earth mean to you and how do you see the unfolding that we're at right now? New Earth is that. Oh. Oh, this is why I came. This is who I am. Ah, oh, there's a, for me, there's a huge relief of not having to carry anything, no baggage, no concepts, no I am's, not nothing, no positive affirmations, nothing. It's just, <laughs> it just um, being one with yourself, being one with self, being one with self and source. And in that is the total miracle. It's like the paradox of this duality of the infinite and the finite, of the divine and the human, the immortal and the mortal. And instead of ping-ponging between one and the other, it's actually being both simultaneously in what some people call the sacred neutral. Kerry Cassidy calls it that a lot. Uh, Kerry Kay, rather. Sacred neutral. It's like, yep. I'm human, I'm mortal, I'm fallible. Yep, I'm divine, I'm infinite, I'm immortal. I'm all of that. And just being able to be, if that is a spectrum between two polar opposites, that I exist like, it, like it's a string, right? If this was a string between the mortal and the immortal, or if it went that way, like string theory in the universe, and I'm just a string, and you could pluck it and it would resonate that no matter which scale you're on up and down that string it's in harmony and I'm in harmony with it whether I'm deep in my you know gone into the, the deeper darker baser tones of not worthy and unlovable and I'm nothing which I've done going into that black void and being but there is still love present here. And I still, I can, as a human being, I can love this unconditionally about myself, like truly. 
there's no fake, you can't fake that part. You can't fake that experience. You can't kid yourself. It's, it's very real. And to unconditionally love that and then all the way back up through that spectrum of the higher, that which is me, that which I am, my source, myself. Loving that, it's like this unconditional love vibration in that whole string. And from that being part of the symphony of creation, and because I'm in harmony with myself, I'm in harmony with creation. I mean, everything's just in harmony around me. And I don't have to do it, I just do me. And you just do you. And everybody just does them <laughs> beautifully. And yeah, we kind of go a little bit sometimes, have a bit of a wonky moment or whatever, but it's like, we're in a place of harmony and that's what's so beautiful, Kate, as well, that this is not a lone trip. This is not a lone journey. We're in harmony together. Your string is resonating with my string. And that harmony is created there between us and we didn't do it, it just happened. And we're, we, we can see, we become more aware because I've become conscious of that, which I am, I've become more conscious of everything. And you start to see everything differently. You can see the different energies. You can see the different subtleties and frequencies. You can see the energy. You can see the, the quantum particles of creation and have a relationship with them and talk to them, <laughs> watch them change. You can see the different colors in the spectrum. You can communicate with earth and the plants and the everything is it's incredible it, it, it's like it's like being in a human being on earth with the planet and all the crap that's going on and simultaneously not being part like being in it but simultaneously being not in it you know it's like paradox it's living the paradox i think well it's birthing something <clears throat> birthing what you choose to birth yeah, and birthing, this is a big difference, isn't it? To create from a place of harmony, then you will create harmony. When we create from a place of disharmony and dysfunction, which I have done, it's hard work, it's an effort, and it creates more ripples of disharmony and it all backfires and collapses in, and, it, <laughs> and it's really devastating. <laughs> but it needs to be devastated. It needs to be crushed. It, that's, that's not creation. Creation, well, I don't want to create from you know, from that place. Um, creation comes from joy, from bliss, from consciousness. Um, so yeah, to create a blissful conscious life, you've got to first be in that place. You have to be the blissful conscious place, the string that then can vibrate that frequency out and touch everything else around you. But tell us, what does New Earth look like to you? Like, what? how do you see the Earth looking in 10, 20 years? How do you see us? Oh, getting... my goodness. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to hear what you have to say about this as well. Can I ask <laughs> you back? I so want to hear. Um, so on one level, like I said, bear in mind that paradox, right? Because I can go and look at what's going on on the television or what's going on, you know, on the media and it could be like, okay, that's what's happening in the world. That definitely makes me want to hold my breath and makes my body want to leave. Um, and it doesn't open my heart. There's that version. And I think that humans are not done with that. That's still going to play out. That version of reality, uh, and some people like Magenta Pixie have been calling it um, bifurcation. So there's a bifurcation of which world you want to live in. Mm -hmm. So there's that world 
And it's not like I'm my feet are on a different planet to everybody else that's living that reality. No, we share the same reality, but that's not my reality. New Earth for me is having conversations like this. And the way that I feel it and see it going forward, you said 20 years, and I'm like, in 20 years, it looks just like I remember it to look before I was born. What I thought I was coming, I knew I was coming into not realizing I was coming into this body to be part of the birthing process, that it looks like people really understanding the nature of life and the nature of life, the spirit in the water, the consciousness in the molecules. I'm listening to the, the water outside right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I'm like, that water is communicating there's consciousness in every single particle of matter, a supreme consciousness. And in this new earth, that's very tangible, very audible. It's not, we take it for granted, something so simple like water, so some sim simple like earth or trees or something so simple like stars and cosmos, because we see it all the time. But actually there's so much profound knowledge and majesty in that and it's constantly communicating and new earth is about being receptive being like the the child to receive that wisdom to receive that the, the impressions from the creator through these expressions through these channels whether it's through drinking the water and feeling her cleanse your whole body and asking, please rid me of toxins. And she does, and you release because you're able to do so, right? Because you're clear enough. Or whether it's being consciously receiving the codes from the sun, you're consciously co-creating with your other humans on a much higher frequency. And I would say an embodied fifth dimensional frequency. So fifth dimensional used to be just the angelic, the invisible, but we're embodying it. So it's an activated, appearing solid fifth dimension, but less solid. It's almost like, <laughs> like you still look solid to me and I still look solid, but we are definitely less solid in a higher state of frequency than some other people. And so because we exist on different frequencies, we might not meet each other. We won't see each other. It's like somebody who's passed over and in spirit, some people see those spirit bodies, most people don't, but they still exist. They still walk around amongst us. They still live on the same planet. They're still on earth, right? They still bang around in our houses, but most people don't see them. So. I experienced this, we're moving ever so gently and slightly further apart. And it's very slight at the moment. They're almost brushing edges. Yeah. And it's hard to tell. And people are like, am I, aren't I, am I? Just keep going with the flow. Just keep breathing, going with your breath, going with your feeling, going with your heart. Because that bifurcation or that, and it's not separation either. I just want to emphasize there's no separation, but it's going to feel like moving into a whole different playing field. 
because our extrasensory awareness is so much more heightened. We're freer. We have we have wings. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're in harmony with nature. And, um, and so our relationships, the way that we birth children, the way that we feed, the way that we eat, the way that we communicate with animals, everything is different. Everything, the, the way that we live in our houses is different. Um, harmonious with, with nature, in divine in nature. And we could, all, we could almost say like the Garden of Eden, but having done the return trip, no, you know, wiser, not, not fallible, not, not, not ignorant, but informed. Yeah. So that's how I see it. How do you see it? Beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like it's a lot easier than people imagine because of what we're talking about is when you're coming from this place that you're describing just so amazingly um there's a level of simplicity and a level of grace that allows everything to fall into place and so that's how i see it is that when we do the work on ourselves we're beginning that birthing of new earth process and so we're experiencing it you know as you say, in our relationship to our homes, in our relationship to our loved ones, in our relationship to our, our gardens, our, you know, our, our external spaces, and then that just keeps spreading. So it's from in to out, right? We're talking about the way everything's inverted. So instead of being out to in, and it's feeling squashed by that, it's what's allowing these huge spirits of ours, right, to come out and to keep birthing out and then that spreading out. But I do I do think it's very simple and I do believe that there's people all over the world that have all the tools and all the, there's, there's experts in everything all over the world that have been suppressed, experts in free energy, in permaculture, in raising children, like birthing, like all these things that are fundamental, architecture, right? And we've all been suppressed, we've all been held back, and there's going to be an acceleration in the next few years of all this information coming out, and all these people going, I know how to build free energy, I know how to, to you know, support women when they're in labour, I know how to do all this stuff, and, and so very quickly then, because we have the tools already, we just don't know that we have them, and once we have the intention, because intention is everything, right, once we have the intention, to apply these tools in a harmonious way, it can be so fast that we can't even imagine. <laughs> Do you think we've been held back intentionally? I believe that there's been a hijacking. There's been a hijacking of the energy, the organic life force energy by parasitic forces. And once we remove those parasitic forces from the planet, we can restore it's a restoration right it's a reclaiming of what was already ours we just allowed it to be hijacked i agree and uh and if we go back to what we were talking about earlier about everything being one we hijacked ourselves we have, <laughs> we have parasitic forces but we allowed that we allowed the hijacking for this growth experience to occur. So, so the hijacking forces, the parasitic forces, are as necessary to this birthing process as as us who see ourselves as starseeds, as gatekeepers of that birthing process. We're all part of the. We're all one part of the birthing process with equal, equally important roles to play for this 
this extension, whatever you want to call it. Right, because you wouldn't have propulsion unless you first had resistance to build up the energy for the propulsion. So the resistance or what people call the dark forces is absolutely fundamental. And they'll be smiling right now, you know. Yeah, we're just doing a job for creation. We're the, and we are that energy as well. We created it this way. We set ourselves up for mastery. And you don't get to mastery by going A to Z super fast like that. Oh, bang, done it. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to, <laughs> you have to go through the trials and tribulations and all of the very, you know, how many different um, expressions and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like different versions we have to go through. I can't think of the right word. The way that we put things together yeah. again and again and again, build it different, build it different, build because we have to try out everything, 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 all other possibilities, every potential to manifest every possible potential outcome for the absolute worst scenario, what we could, what we consider the most disharmonious, disharmonious, the most off we could be, the furthest away from our real truth is who we are. It's still the, still the truth. It's just like, that's an expression of what we're not. And I really, this is my experience that we've been doing this for a long time and our souls remember this as well. We've done this before. We know what doesn't work and yes, it's been painful, but that's how we become a master. And this is the season of the birthing the masters because conditions on the earth have to be right for certain seeds to then sprout. And we've needed to do a lot of underground work. Yes, we've not been so visible on the surface, like many other people are very visible on the surface, because they've had external assistance to be so. I totally agree with you. And that's why I did Day of the Divine Feminine, the hijacking of the feminine, the hijacking of the innocence. Absolutely. But I feel like when we are ready and we say, okay, we're done enough with that. And also the divine timing that we already chose this as a soul to say, no, it's now, it's this lifetime, it's now. This is when it happens. And we all agreed, that's why we're here together. That's why so many of us are here together and there's nothing to do with overpopulation problems. We chose this, right? We decided, the universe. we decided ages ago that we would meet up here. <laughs> And so it's like, okay, prepare the soil. You've got to prepare the soil before you can get new growth. You can't use the old soil and expect to plant something new in it and it's going to prosper. You know, the soil and the seed yes. is everything for, for new creation. So we've been re-digging this soil up and, and getting all the crap out of it for a long time, you know, reconditioning the soil of humanity. And we're still doing that, you know, However, we've done a fantastic job and I just want to like high five and salute all the light beings that have been doing this for generate, you know, many, some of us lifetimes, reconditioning, 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 working away at this so that we could create these optimum uh, conditions in alignment with the source and the divine timing. So, okay, now, ding, we're gonna, this is when we flourish. This is when we come into a, our actualization of you know who we've been underground all along and now here we are um so yeah i totally i totally dig that kate i i'm like yes <laughs> now 
now. The last question, and I feel like you've covered it already, but I'm sure you can say it again in another beautiful way, is um, I feel like ascension is, I don't really like the word ascension, but we are going through an evolutionary process, right? So maybe can you say what ascension means to you? Do you have other words that you like to use? Can you demystify it? Because I think, you know, as you were saying, we basically are, everyone on this planet is already in the ascension process, whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. So how does someone listening, how do they relate to that within their own lives? How do they bring that ascension process into something that they recognize physically and tangibly rather than being something that new age people speak about and they don't really, you know, it's with the the flower of life and the the unicorns and it's kind of like very disembodied. So let's finish on that. How do you like marry those two ideas? Well, first of all, the moment you said, because I I could feel it coming, the moment you said ascension, I want to do this. (laughs) And I call it up your ascension. (laughs) Just for fun, not to be insulting to anybody at all, you know. Lots of people use the word ascension and I use it and we use it. It's a word to try and describe something. But again, like any word, you can take it to mean this thing or that thing. It can be misconstrued completely because words are multifaceted and multidimensional. They're not flat. They're not black and white. You know, so ascension means people can really get up their own asses. <laughs> so I, and you said demystify and I like, I'll get a piece of tissue and I'm like, hold on. Let me just demystify. It's <laughs> like the mist off that one. Um, and what it means to be <laughs> lean your bum. It's funny. Oh, it's so funny. So funny. No, it's hilarious. It's funny. We're funny, right? We get so caught up in the head. It's funny. It's like, oh, oh, I did it again. Cute me. Oh, come, come back down. <laughs> it's hilarious. Bless us. Bless mm-hmm. us. So it's easy. We're so susceptible, aren't we? We are so gullible and naive as human beings. I mean, we think we're really wise and smart and clever, and we're not. We're just like little kids going, oh, okay, I'll follow that light. I'll follow. <laughs> I'll do as you tell me, <laughs> even if it's totally insane. And ascension is is one of those, you know, catchphrases that or catchwords that people have have jumped on and again, I think been hijacked because it's completely misleading. It's like the the aesthetics would would ascend by sitting on a mountaintop and wearing a tiny loincloth and not eat and and not eat, you know, just basically just look at the sun or something. And then they would transcend their bodies. And then where do they go to apparently some better, more enlightened place? that's where we're all supposed to go I'm like really really the whole of humanity is supposed to follow suit and do that that's not a very uh, sustainable choice you know (laughs) it's not very duplicatable is it or you know Jesus ascended on the cross okay so we're all supposed to what put us you know die and it just doesn't make any sense to me it's like when you think about it it just doesn't make any sense and um, through through reading clients many years ago, I would see them, you know, get working up what we think is this ladder of ascension, the spiritual hierarchy, a spiritual ladder, the Tower of Babel, 
you know it's like what goes up must come down and it's a concept and it's a false spiritual construct it's actually ego it's totally and it's almost ego and it's worse because it's pretending to be something that's all light and love which really isn't so there's nothing up there guys you get to the top of the mountain you get to the top of the tree of life you get to the whatever whatever and then you go oh shit human life is where it's at ding 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 and you have to come down you you have that humbling fall that brings you right back down and says this earth this body this breath this mess of humanity is where i'm supposed to be it's here it's in the roots not at the top of the tree it's in humility it's in descension of the spirit descending spirit descending getting heavier and heavier and heavier into form into carnation and manifesting here actualizing what is spirit unconditional love on this earth and loving it and it is it's devastating and and it's humbling and it cracks you open and that's where the bliss is so <laughs> when i used to hang out with shazzy we used to say we're not the ascended masters we're the descended mistresses <laughs> and my kids say like you're not tara love perry you're tara dark perry and i'm like i'll take that It's been such a complete joy. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. You're absolutely wonderful, Kate. Total love, respect, and honor for you, sister. We're going to put all your links in the thing below. I hope people go and check out all your beautiful work. And yeah, looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. So much love.